Welcome to Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. On this week's podcast, episode 20, we welcome on a record breaker, Ross County's record appearance holder and also record goal scorer, Michael Gardine. This man has had a tremendous spell at Ross County. Joined the club initially on loan from Celtic in 2006. He signed permanently in 2008. He left in 2012, came back again in 2014 and he's won a whole host of trophies in the process. He's a great lad. I hope you enjoy this one. Episode 20 with Michael Gardine. Delighted to say that we're joined now on the podcast by a real Ross County legend, uh, a guy who's played 409 times for the club and scored 71 goals. Michael Gardine, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Are you surviving okay during lockdown? Aye, doing away fine, mate. Um, Keeping fit. Um, There's not really much else you could be doing, is there? No, no. Are you homeschooling? Are you getting involved in that? I um got the kids there. I've got a six year old, she's doing a bit of homeschooling and and the other two they're they're younger so they're just they just run about they just run about daft, they too. <laughs> That's the way to do it, eh? That's the way to do it. Michael, you were um talking to you off off mic there, you were um you were on course to return to action uh, round about now. Uh, you picked up an injury kinda of Christmas time, just before Christmas time, after Christmas time. Everything progressing well on the injury front. Obviously, you gutted not to not to be on the pitch at the moment. I um, obviously it wasn't a great time, but I was well looked after from the club. Um, sent to the best surgeon, and and everything was going good with the rehab. Um, I was actually on course to make it back for the for the split games in the in the SBL for the last five games. So obviously, I'm, I'm, I was gutted, but I'm I suppose everybody else will be gutted as well that the league's kind of cancelled for now. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get um, some sense of normality and and get um, football going. Um, the Germans, the English, kind of are making noises about returning. Hopefully we're not far behind them. Michael, we're going to look back over your um, 10 plus years, 12 years in total with Ross County. You've been involved in some amazing moments, as I said, at the very, the very top of the, the podcast there. You're the, the record appearance and goal scorer for the club as well. So lots of fantastic moments to look over over the next few while or so you joined in 2006 you initially joined on on loan what were your thoughts about joining Ross County at that time um, to be fair I, I didn't know too much um, I was just a young boy at Celtic um, and I remember uh, Ken McDowell and Tommy Burns talking about going on loan um, I thought maybe it would be somewhere like Airdrie or something like that down the road um, but it was George Adams was up here at the time uh, said he wanted to bring me up Um so me and Gary Irvin, uh, we came up. Uh, Gary Irvin, the right back, he came up with me, and and it was br- it was brilliant. We came up, you know, we got introduced to a few people and stuff, and and that was us in the next morning for the first day's training. What were your initial thoughts about moving to the Highlands? Was that a, a you know a prospect you were looking forward to, or was that a bit of a daunting prospect? Um, no, I was definitely looking forward to it. Um, I was young, maybe eighteen, nineteen, no kids or that. Um, get up and see see a lovely part of the world I was kind of thinking at the time and obviously to still be here kind of 12 years on uh, tells its own story <laughs> you love the place too much Michael I remember your debut I was, I was actually at the game um, Airdrie Ross County you 
you scored one, and I think you set up one as well. Kevin McKinley, if my memory serves me right, scored. Um, you got off to the the kind of dream start that that season. Um, talk to us that talk to us about that season because, as you say, you're on loan from Celtic. You're looking to get out and, and play games on a regular basis, um, and you did that that season. You played a lot of games that season, and you you won a trophy ultimately that the club you know got relegated at the end, which isn't nice and, and wasn't nice for everyone concerned. But you know you got a lot of games that season and got a lot of good um, good experience under your belt. I obviously going out on loan. That's what that's what it's all about. Um, it was just great to kind of be involved. Like obviously playing under 19s and reserves beforehand. Um, going on loan, it felt like you were you were proper and getting involved in like the actual proper man's game of football. Um, and I found that out on my debut. Um, I remember playing against the the guy, the fullback Paul Lover, and, and he smashed me a right good few times. Um, I actually think he says to me, "Welcome to." Welcome to the first division or something like that. Um, but um, yeah, obviously it was a great, great start. Um, obviously scoring and uh, being involved in that. I think we won two 0 that day. Mm-hmm. Um, um, met some great people as well. It was a great, great team, great bunch. Um, even the people that worked in the club, uh, things like that. And and the, the season was was going fine as well. And and obviously we we went uh, we had the Challenge Cup final. Uh, which were won on penalties, which was was obviously nice. Um, um, and then obviously the, the further the season kind of went on, we weren't performing performing very well, um, and and the club ultimately ultimately went down, um, which wasn't nice. Um, I can remember Scott Leach coming in and and saying that he was obviously leaving and stuff, and you know there was like grown men crying and stuff. Um, that was kind of a, a reality check for me. What the real world world of football could be like Scott Leach um, was only in a couple of months just before you you joined the club it was his first kind of step into management as well and I remember you know you know Leach at the time I just felt was a bit kind of frustrated at the the season overall as you said you know you had some some high points you won the Challenge Cup and I think we've spoken to other uh, guys on the podcast about that season and it just was maybe a, a transitional period for the club but when you go into that that dressing room, there's still um, still some great players in there as well. What was your initial impressions about the the, the squad and the and the players that you were you were joining up with that season? Because well, I think some of them are even now your your teammates now. Don Cowie was was playing that season for 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 etc. You know, talk to us about the players that season. Who who impressed you? Who stood? Up? Um, I there was a good few. Um, obviously, um, like you say, the club kind of was going through a transition. I think. Um, just kind of the money side was wasn't great. Boys were maybe getting paid too much, uh, too much money and stuff. So when I was coming in, there was a few lads leaving and stuff like that. I think uh, Jim Lachlan, Gary McSwigan, uh, guys like that were were leaving. Um, and then, but then obviously the squad that was there, you know, Craig, Craig Samson was in the goal. You know, Andrew Dowie and Alex Keddy, and then we had Sean Higgins, people like that. It was a really good, really good squad, and and then obviously Don Cowie, um, he was there at the time, and he, he was probably the one that impressed me most. Um, I remember even in training and stuff every day, in the gym in the morning, doing his work, training in the gym again. Um, it was actually really good, um, just to to see that and see how pre- how professional you you need to be to kind of make it to to the top, and that's obviously what he went and done. Yeah, I think everyone that's come on and talked about Don Cowie's said. Exactly the same as you just said. There, he, he kind of really stood out. He he left the club at the end of that season. So, 
did your, yourself. You were on loan from, from Celtic. You head back to Celtic and then leave to Greenock Morton in 2007. Difficult to... Or, well, what was your, the overriding experience of that first season at Ross County? It was a bit of a roller coaster. Obviously, it was there, there was the high win the cup and then the low. But um, I remember being like gutted to, to be leaving the lads, and, st- and I remember being like gutted. Obviously, I still had a year left at Celtic, and you know, some people maybe just thought, oh, he's not bored. He's way back to Celtic or whatever. But you know, I made friends, friends that I'm still, I still speak to to this day. Um, so it was, it was gutting for me um, that the club went down that year, and, and my teammates, and obviously the friends that I made from that team. Um, uh, had been relegated. You're back at the club, 2008 January 2008. You're you're back to Ross County. Derek Adams picks up the phone. He was a a teammate of yours in that first season. When he phones you, what's the uh, what's the chat like with Derek? Because he was a teammate then, and now he's going to be your manager heading back up to Ross County. Was that an easy decision to make to join the club again? I um things were things were all right at Morton, but no going. I wasn't getting a lot of game time. Uh, Jim McAnally was under a good bit of pressure from the fans and stuff. And Jim McAnally was actually brilliant. Um, he just pulled me, says, "Listen, Derek Adams been on the phone. He's like, I think it's a great opportunity to get away from here. Things aren't going too well and stuff. Um, so that was brilliant from him. And then obviously I spoke to Dell. Um, Dell just says, obviously if you come up, we man, I promise, won't wear my gum shield. Um, at the that side of the pitch like he did when he was my teammate so it was a no-brainer Derek Adams as I say was a was a teammate of yours he's now going to be your manager what's that relationship like I've spoken to you know a couple of guys already you know having seen Derek then move from player to manager is that difficult to to get around first of all or is it an easy easy switch I think it was quite easy for me because um, when I went there, he was already the manager. It wasn't like he was trying, like going through that transition when I was mm-hmm. there. So, like obviously when I left, he was a player, but when I went back, he was he was the manager. You know, it was I was good for that. Obviously, got a little bit hard because obviously it was just Dell every day. But um, but I was I was fine the transition for me. Um, and and the rest of that season went brilliant. Obviously, the lads um, who. Ross County kept a really good squad and, and they stayed full time uh, and and they, they were cruising in that league to be fair um, so it was just a case of me going up and kind of helping them over the line almost and you know it was good to play the games get get a medal and, and take the club back into the, the old first division Yeah that must have been a, a real a really kind of satisfying moment for yourself from a for a few others that were there the, the season before um, obviously for yourself to come back up in the January and then help the club win the, the league title and then you know a year on from being relegated the club are back in the championship but you get that as you say you get that, that title winners moment you get to lift the, the second division as it was back then and, and get the medal a kind of real satisfying moment for yourself I, I it was um, to be fair I remember um, even though I was quite young and stuff I remember just being really happy for um, for the lads that were there last season they'd been relegated and then obviously I only played half a season. They played the full season. They done most of the work, and I just remember that day when when we won the league, being absolutely delighted for for a lot of the lads that had been there the, the previous season. Derek Adams starts to we, we we had Derek on a few weeks ago, and Derek was was talking about his ideas for recruitment, and he, he kind of I think the season after the the club just narrowly miss out on relegation, and 
And I think the the season after that, season nine, ten, I want to talk about because the the club get back to the first division. They kind of really well, they cement their place that following season. But then the fall, the, the season after that, season nine, ten, the club just go and they take it on another level. For yourself, season nine, ten uh, is an incredible season and was one for the for the club. How do you look back on that uh, that season, season nine, ten, one which ended in the Scottish Cup final? Ah, it was it was great. It's probably one of my favourite seasons I've been at Ross County. Um, we just we had a really good squad. We were we were almost like just best mates as well, like obviously teammates. But we've done so many things off the park together, whether it was coffee, whatever it was. Um, a lot of team bonding. Um, and we, we were doing great. We were we were flying in the league as well, and uh, there was a good few call offs over the Christmas time with the snow and stuff. Um, so we're playing a bit catch up, but then obviously the the Scottish Cup run kind of took over from from the quarterfinals onwards. Um, obviously we played Hibs and then Celtic in the semis, and then we were kind of falling off the pace a little bit in the league. Um, we never really won our games in hand and stuff, and and kind of fell away. But um, but obviously that season I'll always be remembered for for getting to the Scottish Cup final, and then unfortunately we just we fell at the last hurdle. You said there the spirit in that dressing room. I mean, it, uh, memory serves me right. It wasn't the biggest squads either. You know, it was quite a a small squad. And from the outside looking in, you guys were incredibly tight. Talk to us about the, you know, the characters in that in that dressing room because, as you said, you were all kind of brothers, but you were really, really close. I it was it was we were really really close. Like you said, we we used to do things out with the club together and stuff. And because obviously a lot of lads were up here and. Maybe families down the road or whatever, whatever it was. But um, it was it was just a great bunch. Obviously, um, by the likes of Paul Lawson, Stuart Kettlewell, Richie Britton, um, Martin Scott was there. Obviously, he's he's a massive character. Um, Andrew Barham and Stephen Craig. You know, it was just just a really good group of players who worked hard every day together. Um, used to batter, batter in each other in tackles and stuff. It was like old school training. Like and, and Derek Adams would encourage it because it was always trained the way you play. So we would train like that even the day before the game on a Friday. Um, mind tackles and stuff flying in. Um, and it was it was it was a small squad. Um, we were quite lucky with injuries and stuff that season as well. And you know, obviously, I was even though we did kind of fall away in the league and, and we lost the the cup final. It was still still amazing to be part of. You mentioned someone there that has been brought up before, Jimmy Scott, on the podcast, and it was interesting because I think Ian Vigers has, you know, has mentioned uh, yourself and, and Martin Scott as the kind of, you know, the the characters, the ringleaders in the dressing room. But what I, what I felt was interesting as well was Derek Adams said that he enjoyed having you guys around the place. You know, he enjoyed the you know the the crack and the and the jokes and stuff. He always he he, he said that he. If he'd lost a game, he would always look for you guys to, you know, to change the mood around the place as well. You know, that must have been a relief as well because some managers can be, you know, taskmasters and and try and cut out that nonsense. But you know, Derek was actually quite quite up for it, and it, and it improved the squad and helped. I think the squad as well. Aye, I think definitely. I think um, obviously after a defeat on a Saturday, you come in Monday, everybody's kind of down and stuff, and you know, it does help. Like. You know, if we, like we'll go over the game or whatever it is, but it does help to you kind of just be like in a slump for the rest of the week. You know, you need to kind of go again and right your wrongs almost, if, if you want to put it like that. But um, but I, it was me and Jimmy were always kind of the ringleaders almost. But um, 
there was a lot, a lot of good lads, funny lads in that, in that dressing room, and you know that's why we did have end up having a good season because like we took defeats on the chin, and we were backing on the Monday, and you know we're ready to go again. Jimmy was a a bit of a character off the park, but he was also a very good player on the park as well. Have you got any good Jimmy Scott stories for us? What's the what's the best or the the kind of biggest prank or joking that around about that era? God, there's so many with Jimmy. He's just he just always loved being naked with a pair of socks and a pair of football boots on, or he was always cutting about in somebody else's training gear, um, whatever it was. Honestly, um, but he was a, he was a really good player as well. He was left foot, right foot. Um, he was really clever. Um, and, and fit, he was so fit as well, he could, he could run all day, Jimmy. You mentioned that season there, again, some some in real, real good games. I was at two in particular that I want to talk to you about, because the Scottish Cup final, um, we, we've talked to a few guys about that, and I think the Scottish Cup final was, was difficult, as you said, there was a lot of games there that Ross County had to catch up on that season, and it maybe take its toll on, on Ross County, and we're in the game up until, you know, half-time, early second half. But the two games leading up to that, first of all, and I wanted to talk to you about, because I think you were instrumental in the game at Easter Road against Hibs in the quarter-final, because Ross County went down there as as the underdogs and and gave Hibs a real fright that day. You were you were instrumental. You scored at Easter Road and to take the game back up to a replay. But, but going up against one of the best sides in the country, I think Hibs finished third that season, that must have given you real encouragement that Ross County could go and, you know, turn in that kind of performance. Aye, it was it was obviously amazing. Um, you know, we were absolutely buzzing when we got the draw. Um, Hibs away, you know, a great stadium and stuff. Um, but um, that it was kind of that, like, no fear factor. We, we were going down there, like, we were going down there, we were just wanting to perform, we wanted to do well. Weren't too even too bored about Hibs, uh, to be honest. Just go down, play your own game, enjoy it. I remember Dell just saying enjoy it and and have a wee bit of belief. And you know, obviously the game kind of the way it spun. You know, we actually played some real good football on the day as well. I think mm-hmm. we probably surprised Hibs a little bit. You did, and you took them back up to Dingwall, and well, as a jambo, I can say this: you hammered them. Um, Celtic <laughs> are in the the semi-finals now. That one is a game that again. I was there that day at Hamden and I remember it's fair to say I think Ross County they glided past Celtic Celtic didn't really cause much of a problem for Ross County and we've spoken to a few guys that have been involved in that one for you there's an extra significance because you're an ex-former Celtic player to beat your former club at Hamden in a semi-final I mean that that must have been really sweet Aye, it was it was amazing um, you know obviously you, you kind of sometimes want to do well against against your old club Um but it was everything just seemed to go right. It was kind of just that team talk as well about belief, you know, like it's eleven v eleven, like Iber playing Celtic. But if a few Celtic players aren't aren't playing to their best, and we've got eleven playing hours, then why can we not kind of go and win it? And you know, I wouldn't say we breeze past them, but you know, we definitely we definitely deserve to to win the game. I think. When Martin Scott scores that goal right at the end, because Stephen Craig obviously put you in in front and. You know, Celtic are always dangerous in the last, you know, stages of the game, regardless of what the score is. But when Martin Scott makes it two 0 um, talk to us about the the feelings that you you felt when that goal goes in, knowing that you're in the Scottish Cup final with a couple of minutes left and on the clock at Hamden. Oh, it was incredible. It was just a feeling of pure relief because if Celtic scored, I don't think I would have had extra time in the locker. But um, 
you know, it was brilliant. I can remember even shouting to Andrew Barman just to take it in the corner of the pitch because um, was, I was getting late on. But, you know, that just just what I was saying earlier on about how fit Martin Scott is and the energy that he's got, he just kept going. And obviously Andrew Barman's done incredible and put a great ball in and Jimmy's just had to, to knock it into the goal. The scenes after the game were, were one ones that will stay with me for a while because... The Ross County fans had, had travelled down in decent number. They were away, kind of towards the uh, in, in the corner, and you guys all kind of celebrated down there in, in the corner flag with them as well. Good, um, good celebrations afterwards. Back up the back up the nine. Aye, very lively as always. Um, Jimmy Scott was probably naked on the bus as well as usual. That's his kind of party trick. That must have been a that must have been a fright for someone at Broxton service station. <laughs> Aye. He's, he's just some boys mental but um, oh, no, it, was, it, was, it was obviously fantastic great times and obviously times that kind of stay with you forever yeah indeed indeed. as I say the, the Scottish Cup final was uh, a bit of a disappointing day in, in, in the respect of the result but for yourself you know leaving Celtic in well you, you joined Ross County in 2006 you, you rejoined them in 2008 you're in the Scottish Cup final in 2010 that must have been a a kind of real high point early on in your career. Um, I it was obviously it was probably the it was obviously it's the biggest biggest high point getting to the, the Scottish Cup final. You know it's it's just that it's, I was just gutting that that we, we didn't quite do it. You know obviously beating Celtic um went into the final feeling really confident and you know we're, we're doing fine till half time as well and then we just kind of fell away in, in the second half and you know we didn't really do ourselves justice as. As players are, or as the team as a whole, we all know that um, you're you're back at Hampden in a few uh, years' time. We'll go on to talk about that as well. Uh, the season after is a bit of an interesting one. It's funny because not for the first time at Ross County, you play with you play a season with three different managers. Uh, Derek Adams leaves the club in uh, October, November of that season. Difficult, what well, was it? it? Turned it to be quite a difficult season. Uh, Willie McStay comes in. First of all, your your thoughts when Derek Adams left to join Hibs, and then Willie McStay. I'm assuming someone you you knew well from the the kind of Celtic youth setup. Aye, um, obviously it was quite a shock when when Dell left, but you know he was going to Hibs. He was going to. Um, progress his career um, so that was fine um, and then obviously Willie came in and it was weird it was uh, weird for Willie um, you know I don't even, I'm not even sure how many games he got because uh, there were so many games uh, called off with yep. weather and stuff like that yep. um, but obviously I knew uh, Willie very well great coach um, great guy and you know I'm, sh- I'm sure he, he could have done well at Ross County if, if he was given the chance to I remember a couple of games that well he had right enough. I remember, if, I remember there was a I think there was a cup tied in at Tannadice in the Scottish Cup, and it was like a Scottish Cup final rerun, and I'm pretty sure it ended nil nil, and the, you, you guys took them back up to back up to Dingwall, lost it narrowly right enough, but it just seemed to be quite an unfortunate set of circumstances for Willie. Um, you know, um, I only met him a couple of times, but I heard a lot about his coaching style, and a lot of the players liked working under him. Uh, under him, were you sad to, to kind of see you know the, the the tenure of Willie McStay end so so soon? I I was obviously gutted from obviously knew him from my time at Celtic and stuff, and and he was his coach and, and stuff like that was was brilliant, and he was also a good guy as well. But I'm not I'm not too sure the ins and outs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
um, I'm not sure if there was something wrong kind of behind the scenes uh, with Willie and someone else if whatever whatever the reasons were but I was when when he was uh, when he was let go I was obviously I was gutted for him Jimmy Calderwood comes in uh, to replace Willie McStay the third manager that season the club go on to win the Challenge Cup again later on that season and, and, and stay in the stay in the league uh, we had Ian Vigers on uh, a few weeks ago and he spoke about Jimmy Calderwood and he really liked working under Jimmy is that the same for yourself what's your experiences of working with Jimmy I he was really good obviously he kind of had that Dutch background about him after managing there and stuff you know training was good he loved a passing drill and stuff like that and you know, he was good. He was always lively and stuff like that. And, you know, he was a really good, uh, the best thing I could say about Jimmy was he was a really good man manager. Mm-hmm. Good man manager. Bit of a bit of a character as well. Did he, I mean, the, the sunbed, did that follow him? Uh, he, liked, uh, he liked the sunbed and a beard, didn't he? He was, um, he was lively. But, um, you know, he was, uh, he came in done well. You know, we weren't doing great and he kept well up and, and we won the Challenge Cup that year as well. So, um, that was Jimmy Calder was, was quite successful at Ross County I think Jimmy felt quite hard done by when um, he left that summer as well well this is probably I, I know that we're go, we'll go on to talk about a season where Ross County had uh, three managers uh, later on in, in your spell with the club but was that was that difficult was that weird seeing three managers in uh, in one season something you'd never seen before um, I definitely something I'd never seen before Um I don't know, as, as players you just kind of deal with it, you know, it's, it's not your decision to make, you just kind of get told what's happening and, and you just kind of need to go again and, and train every day and make sure you're right for, for this game on the Saturday. Jimmy Calderwood leaves in the summer and Derek Adams is back at the club. Um, what were your thoughts and feelings at, at, that, at that moment in time when you know that you know Derek Adams, a guy that you obviously know very well and um, have played under him and, and things like that already, and had good success with him. He's coming back to the club. What are your what are your thoughts? I obviously obviously looking forward to it. He'd, he'd done well, and you know I'd played a lot of games under him as well. So for me personally, I, w- I was looking forward to him coming coming back to the club. We've talked to Derek. We've talked to a few guys um, about that season. Um, it was quite an incredible season, two thousand and eleven twelve. Ross County win. The, the championship well win it win it at a canter um, they were you were incredible that season you scored 18 goals that season as well any um, favourite moments any standout moments f- for you that season just see see the season as a whole it was just it was just amazing um, God, one of the things that stands out to me is one of the first games I think we got hammered 5-1 or something like that by Hamilton mm-hmm. I think it was maybe the first game of the season and then we actually drew them in the cup um, and we were going back down to play them the Wednesday night right after we'd just been battered uh, 5-1 um, and we gave them a doing um, then the next league game we drew no, I think we maybe got beat and then for the rest I think it was 36 games we went unbeaten it was just incredible we were going in every game just feeling confident not in an arrogant way but we were just you know we knew we had a good squad we knew that if we played the way we could play, we could we could win a lot more games than lose, and and obviously we went on and un, unbeaten for for thirty six games. That that season, I mean, there's obviously a lot of uh, comparisons between that season and the the season nine ten because 
well, there's a lot of the same players there as well, but you mentioned there they had a real good squad. I think that summer, Michael Fraser joined, Grant Monroe joined, Colin McMenamin joined, Rocco Quinn joined as well. So, you know, Derek signed well and, and added to the squad and, and, and made his even stronger. Did you get that impression that that squad in 11-12, you know, slightly better than the 9-10 one? Um, I possibly. I Obviously, um, the, the new lads that came in, came in and fitted in well. Um, really quickly, um, which was good, um, and it was. It was just, it was just a great squad, you know. Even the lads who maybe weren't starting were coming in and maybe playing the week after or whatever. Everybody was just close knit, and it was, and it was, it was just obviously it worked out absolutely perfect. And um, I loved that season. I played kind of number ten just off column at Menemen, and you know he was a really clever footballer. We linked um, really well and. Obviously, I think he maybe scored 21, 22 goals that season as well. So, um, yeah, really enjoyed the, the partnership with him that season. Yeah, I was going to mention that because yourself and Colin scored a you know, a bag full of goals. But when you look all over the park, there was just great combinations everywhere, you know. Paul Lawson, Richard Britton, you know, Stuart Kettlewell uh, in the midfield, you know, Scott and Grant at the back. Just kind of real good combinations all over the park. Well, we're solid, you know, we're... It was just a four four two, almost four four one one. We were solid. We knew, you know, we knew our jobs every Saturday. We knew what we were doing, um, and it was just a case to make sure when we go out on the Saturday we do it. Um, but obviously, some fantastic footballers. Obviously, we had Stuart Kettle in there. He was just smashing boys, breaking up playing, and giving it to Paul Lawson. Paul Lawson would be spraying passes about and stuff, and um, and it just that season just clicked and, and worked really well. The end of the season, uh, we've had a few guys talking about it on on the podcast. In fact, Derek Adams made reference to it as well. That uh, that famous night against uh, against Air, you won the you won the championship. Were you one of the guys that uh, enjoyed too many babies at the hotel? Um, I, I I was involved. I um, <laughs> I don't. I've just won the league. You exactly. Know what I mean, yeah. um, obviously, we went back to the hotel. I think they'll try to give a curfew for eleven, twelve o'clock or something like that. Um, we've just been promoted to the SPL. I, I don't know how he thought that was going to play out, um, but it wasn't crazy, you know. All we done was sat in the bar and, and had a drink and a laugh, and everybody was buzzing. We've just won the league, you know. What I mean, we were never going to. They was um, worried about the, the game on the Saturday, but I think we actually went out and won. I think it was maybe Dundee or Falkirk at home, and, and yep. we went out and beat them. Yeah, I think the. Um, it's funny, Derek. Derek had his take on it. Um, you know, he obviously uh, wanted you guys in the bed slightly earlier than than you were, but at the same time, he wanted you to end the season un, unbeaten, and and so did you guys as well. I mean, the the thing I got about that season there, okay, you were successful in the park as well. There were some great some great players, but he's had a real drive about you as well. You, you, and he's worked, he's he's clicked together. You mentioned that together us earlier on about squads, but that. That squad had a real drive about it to get promoted and 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 remain un, unbeaten that season. Yeah, like obviously, you know, we just win the league. You don't go that far, and I don't know how many games we win it to go. But obviously, as players, we want to kind of get that. It's almost a, a record, isn't it? We want to go this, the rest of the season unbeaten too, you know. And you know, but when you've just won the league, you're you're going to have a beer and stay up late and have a laugh with your with your teammates who you've just like had an unbelievable season with. But for us as well, I know where Dell's coming from, but for us as well, you know, we knew that we would be right for for the next game and. 
well, you know, it wasn't like we were going to toss it off for that, which we obviously proved when when the game came round. That day that Ross County get promoted is a is a special day for the football club. Obviously, you know, going up to the the, the SPL. Um, you've been on a few open top buses round Dingwall in your time. Uh, was that a, a kind of special moment for yourself going round? Uh, you know, showing off the the first division title with uh, the players in the open top bus. Aye, of course it is. Aye, obviously it's it's a great feeling. You know, it's, all the fans are there and stuff, and gives them a chance to to get a bit closer to the cup and stuff. But it was it was brilliant. The fans were out. You know, I think we maybe there was maybe pipers and stuff as well. It was it was just incredible. You know, obviously for a for a town like Dingwall to to have these scenes there, it was it was really good. I'm not sure if it was a pre-contract or when it was a it was arranged, but you were joining Dundee United that summer as well. Um, obviously you're a you're a Dundee lad, so it was a bit closer to closer to home. Um, for yourself, your kind of thoughts behind that that move to United. Obviously, I spoke to Peter Houston and stuff like that, and I was obviously enjoying my time at Ross County. You were flying in the league and stuff, um, but uh, Dundee United obviously offered me a, a good deal, a three-year deal, and you know I spoke to Derek Adams and. He just kind of said that the club, well, like the Ross County, never ever offered me a deal to stay. So um, I think he maybe said he didn't, he didn't have a budget or whatever to, for next season, whatever it was. So um, you know, to go and join a club like Dundee United and and see what that had to offer for me was, you know, something that I wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, Ross County get promoted and and get to the get to the Premiership, but but so does yourself because you you play for United in that that top flight that season, not to. The gloss over uh, Dundee United or, or Kilmarnock, but you're back at Ross County in 2014. Initially on on loan, was that an easy decision to make at the time joining Ross County? Um, I I think um, Derek Adams had maybe just left, and Stephen Ferguson was in temporary charge, and you know he just gave me a phone, and obviously I was at United uh, training with the reserves and stuff. It wasn't going great there, and he phoned and asked if I would I fancied coming up, and obviously Ross County weren't. Uh, going through a great time um, and he just says um, would you come up and stuff and I went up I think it was me Darren Barr and Jackson Irvin that signed mm-hmm. on that deadline day um, um, and I came back up and yeah it's obviously been me ever since I thought Derek was still at the club when you when you came back but talk, talking about Derek there obviously he's someone that we've spoke about already when you, you came back to the club in 2008 um, what was Derek Adams like for, for yourself what did he do for your for your career um, aye, he was obviously good, you know. Um, just like Dell was, Dell was good, and he had a good squad, you know. So I think Dell was really good for us, and and we were good for him at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, Dell was good for me. It was just always a case for me going out. You know, I wasn't really enjoying it. Then I was playing number ten just off the front. Um, you know, it's a dream position, and it was just basically go out and, and do your stuff. You know, it was it was always kind of like that, and. Uh, we had, I wouldn't say we had a fallen out when I signed the pre-contract with Dundee United, but um, we had a few words and he dropped me for a couple of games and stuff. But obviously, I think he maybe realised that I was my head was still there and I was still in it. I wanted to go and win the league and help my teammates, and you know I was back in the team. And and you know when I left, me and Dell shook hands and, and everything was fine. Still keep in touch with with Derek? Is that someone you still keep in touch with? Um, no, not really. To be fair. Um, I'm not. I'm not. No, I don't think I. Maybe a couple of times. I think he maybe texts me when I broke the appearance record or the goal record. I think maybe. Um, okay. 
Aye, I think so, aye. When you come back to Ross County, it's interesting, I looked at that, that first game that you, you came back and and probably I think Scott Boyd, Rocco Quinn, Richard Britton are the only kind of faces that you played with. So in what, in two years, there's big changes at the club. Did you did you notice those changes straight away? I mean, obviously you mentioned Fergie was still there, um, so maybe some you know some familiar faces in the kind of coaching setup. But did you, you know, notice changes at the club at that time? Um, I because when I went back up, there was a lot of foreign boys, Dutch lads, and stuff like that. Um, uh, so there, there was there was a few changes. The the place was a bit different. I was like. I would say it was just like a bit down and maybe in a bit of a slump, um, but then obviously the new, the new manager came in and and, and then obviously phew, it took a lot of while uh, to be fair till we got to the January window and stuff. But then obviously we kicked on from there. Yeah, Jim McIntyre made a a real um, positive impact at Ross County because when he when he came in he he got you playing some some good stuff and you and as you say you know after a while got you got you into the the top six, etc. He, he got you up. He got you up the table and got you some, got you playing some good stuff. I obviously he came in and you know he, he got rid of a few people, a few a few lads that he wasn't having, and then he's brought in like some Martin Woods and Paul Quinn, Craig Curran, um, and we just we just went on that uh, remarkable run. I think we we'll, we'll won maybe nine out of eleven games, and because we were bottom of the league, we were, we were really struggling. Um, and that run we went on was incredible, um, and we were playing uh, some nice football at the same time as well. You um, you signed permanently for the club uh, in two thousand and fifteen. You were on loan in two thousand and fourteen fifteen, but you signed permanently again in two thousand and fifteen sixteen. And that season was well, it was a tremendous season again. I mean, you've been involved in so many fantastic seasons at Ross County, but but that one, well, first and foremost, you break Sean Higgins, and we've had Sean Higgins on. But you break his record uh, in the December of that season as well. Well, obviously you've added to your goal since then. You're now on seventy-one, and who knows what the future lies? Probably going to add to that tally as well. But was that something that you uh, a proud moment for yourself uh, reaching that that milestone? Um, I definitely was. I um, I remember when I can't remember what the record was, but when I was forty odd and I was getting close, I remember somebody saying it to me. Um, so I kind of did have it in my head from there and you know I know Sean said he's probably got a day second now but um, I just said this last week he was one of the first um, first messages I had when I came off the pitch that night would be Kilmarnock 3-1 I think I scored the, the two goals to equal it and break it and you know I came into the dressing room I had a message from him congratulating me so um, so he might be got a day he's second now but he, he was he was still very complimentary to, to myself Ah, oh, brilliant! That's good. That's a class. Of, that's a, a touch, a touch of class touch from of class, aye, aye, Sean Higgins there. Because I think Derek Adams is is third in that list as well. So maybe, maybe well, you obviously overtook Derek Adams at your time at the club as well. Um, but Derek Adams is third. I'm pretty sure in that list. That season, you you go on a an incredible cup run, which again culminates in a, a final at Hamden. But there's a couple of games again. I mean, the, the quarter final. Well, I was going to say I was at the game. I was working for Cali Thistle at the time, so of course I was there. But you, I, I remember you were immense that night, beating Cali Thistle in the in the quarter finals, and then you go on to face Celtic again in the semi finals, and and again Ross County um, are exceptional at Hamden against Celtic. That cup run was was pretty special too. Ah, it definitely was. It was kind of brought back memories from the the two thousand and ten run. Obviously, um, being Cali and then 
obviously the game against Celtic um, you know I think um, the game against Celtic actually went down really early in the game I think it was only a minute in yeah. we were getting beaten in obviously the game kind of turned on its head with the, the sending off but um, but you know it's still Celtic 10 men they're really good and you know we were we were brilliant on that day to go and, to go and win that game You mentioned that the belief you know from the from the 2010 win over Celtic when you're when you go down one nil against the old firm, it's easy for teams to kind of uh, go into their shell and and you know and, and collapse. But, but Ross County certainly had belief that day. I definitely, you know, I think um, obviously when we went one nil down, you know, took centre, we actually started playing quite well, and then obviously that the sending off played a big part in the game. But um, you know, I think uh, I can't remember who it was. I got took down maybe out shortly. He looked, he looked like he was going to score anyway mm-hmm. uh, when the penalty sending off came. So. Um, but it was, you know, but just you can't you can't feel sorry for yourself in, in their games, you know, you don't wanna let yourself down on the big stage and you know, thankfully we, we produced that day. And you set up a final against Hibs again, Hibs it was a weird one because Hibs were a championship club at the time, but obviously they still had I mean, I looked at a Hibs team last night and they they had some cracking players, obviously players that are now playing at the very top level of the game and John McGinn. Uh, Jason Cummins was there. I mean, they had a right, right good team team that day. Ross County end up winners. Uh, they beat, they beat you beat them two one. Uh, you scored a goal to open the scoring twenty five minutes in. Talk to us about that. Must be a special moment for you. You know, scoring in a cup final at Hamden in front of that massive crowd. Talk to us about the the moment you you put Ross County in front. That was amazing. Obviously, um, I remember a great through ball from I think it was Jackson Irvin. Um, and to to be fair, the the Hibs, I think it was Martin Bartley. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually put in a great tackle on me, and I just got really lucky because um, he connected with the ball perfectly, and it would have went out the pitch if it wasn't for my left calf. It bounced off my left calf and just fell perfectly um, into my path. And you know, obviously, when you I just rolled it into the empty net, and you know, it was just it was the best feeling ever. Probably my my happiest goal for Ross County. Um, and it was it was crazy just the way it worked out. It was my daughter's birthday the, the exact same day as well, and okay. she was in the crowd and stuff. It was just it was just a really really special goal. Just before half time, Liam Fontaine, who's now one of your your teammates, and it's funny. I watched the game a few a few nights ago, and it's actually a cracking strike from from Liam Fontaine. I thought I remember him scoring, and I thought maybe it'd been a header from the the set play, but. He struck it from about 18 yards out. It's a great strike, and they get back into the game. Did you think at half time? I mean, they had. I want to say maybe they had a they had a, they had a big crowd there that day. Anyway, they had a lot of uh, of high bees there that day. Did you maybe sense at half time that you know that game might have might have swung against Ross County? I think um, that was a cracking goal by Liam Fontaine, by the way. Um, but see what uh, first half we weren't we didn't play our best. I felt like Hibs were on top. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like Hibs were playing better than us. So I can't remember exactly what was said at half time, but. I think it was maybe just kind of the belief chat again. Um, you know, we need to go out here. We need to be better than we were in the first half because we weren't great. And you know, we did in the second half. We performed a lot better. We played. We played better football. We defended well. Um, and then obviously we we get the breakaway in the last couple of minutes of the game. And um, Alex Shaw gets a goal. Yep, it's uh, it's what ninety minutes on the clock at Hamden. There's a a long bursting run down the left hand side from your cell. Cross into the into the box and I, I can't remember who's at the back post but they knock it back across and Alex Schalke is there to to fire it home. I mean you mentioned earlier on about I think it was the Celtic game you mentioned about extra time on the cards. 
Um, extra time was certainly on the cards that day. Ross County again scored a, a late winner. Um, that must have been, you know, mo- a scene of jubilation, madness on the park as, as Alex Schultz scores that. Aye, it was an amazing feeling. Obviously, you're looking at the clock. Um, I just go on, on the run. Um, I can't remember anybody really being near us. Um, I'm just thinking, just run as, as far as you can up and, and try and put a cross in the box. And obviously, it's just dropped out. Shock, it's perfect. Um, you've, scored, you've scored in 90 minutes. It's You know, you're kind of almost over the line. Um, and it, when that goal went in, it was just, you know, you could tell by the celebrations of the players, you know, how, how we felt and what it meant. Yeah, it's it certainly the... I've seen, I've seen, you know, obviously uh, people I know that were in the the stands that day and and the pictures and the and the videos afterwards. It just looked like absolute bedlam in the Ross County end. And and as a Hearts fan, I certainly enjoyed that goal. Uh, it's always nice to see Hibs lose at Hamden. But, but but forget about Hibs. What a moment for Ross County and for yourself as well and a lot of your teammates as well to to go to Hamden and and win a national trophy because Ross County, you have been a club on the up for. For years, I mean, since 1994, entering the league setups, they've won league titles, but to go to Hamden and win a national trophy is some achievement for a club like Ross County. Yeah, it was amazing, you know. Obviously, um, the 2010 seasons always spoke about, and that was a great achievement. But you know, obviously, to go one better, kind of for myself as well, kind of put the the ghost to bed of that 2010 final, and you know, getting to get your hands on the, the gold medal in the national cup was was incredible. Again, good celebrations after after that one. I um, I think it was. I think I was. Um, I think the lads maybe went out in Glasgow, and you know, I think I went back to Dundee for uh, with my family for a night. With my family had. I'm, I can't really remember how it played out, but um, but I I'd imagine the lads would have had a great night. I special special moments, and I'm sure you know again. You know, I mentioned the open top bus. There was an open top bus the the week after uh, in Dingwall uh, following that game. But but again, moments like that that you'll you'll probably never forget for the rest of your life. I definitely that's that's the thing. Like when you're a footballer, they're the kind of moments that when you do finish playing that you're you're going to remember. And you know, it's it's just great times. You know, league league cup, open top bus in Dingwall, and you know maybe three, four, five thousand people out. Cheering you up, cheering at you, and you know, just absolutely buzzing for you. Jim McIntyre uh, leaves the club 2017 again. I know a year that um, uh, become the the club's record uh, appearance holder. You overtook your old pal Scott Boyd, who's who's a uh, funnily enough back at the club. You're obviously still knocking in the appearances for Ross County, as I said, four four hundred nine at the moment. Uh, but 2019, uh, 17 even, Jim McIntyre leaves the club again. Were you disappointed to see? Jim McIntyre leave? Um, I, I, I think I think I remember it being quite early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, I still had a good team. I, I was thinking that we could, we could change things and uh, and do, start to do better. Um, but obviously, it's not the players that makes the decisions. And what happened happened. And you know, I think it was Owen Coyle that came in after that. Yep, yep. Owen Coyle again. I mean, as I said, it's very similar to that season where there's. Uh, Derek Adams and uh, William McStay and Jimmy Calderwood you have three managers that season Owen Coyle comes in and you know again very early into the you know a couple of months I think three months he lasted what what went wrong for Owen Coyle I mean there's so much promise on paper you know as a guy who's managed in the, in the Premier League um, at Ross County but it just didn't seem to work for him um, I, I'm not too sure like obviously he, he's the manager and 
but you know it's the players that go out and, and play as well but um, I don't know uh, Uncoil was he was a good man manager he was a good guy um, he was good for he was good at away games for banter on the bus and telling stories and stuff like that but um, you know I think in training stuff just like we five sides every day and stuff and you know, we maybe didn't work on uh, enough of what we should have, you know, whether that's shape or set pieces and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the players and, and the management, you know, we got relegated, um, so everybody kind of has to be accountable. I think that season ends again um, in relegation for, for the club, but there's, there's a new management now in place at the club or at that time and then got the club back up to the to the top flight following another fantastic season in the Championship. Uh, you've mentioned them already, well you've mentioned both of them already, Stuart Kettlewell and, and Stephen Ferguson, guys who you know very well from, from your time at Ross County from the you know from the very start, I'm assuming you come across Fergie back in 2006 and, and obviously I've played with Stuart as well. What are these guys like as managers? Because uh, from the outside looking in, they look like uh, two real cracking guys. I they're, they're obviously they're obviously great guys, um, and then there's the both of them are, are really good managers as well. You know, um, you know everybody, my mates and stuff like that always ask who's the actual manager, but it is both of them. You know, that are fifty-fifty uh, like co-managers. And both of them will take training sessions. They'll take set pieces, video meetings, whatever it is, it's always the both of them and, and you know it's working. It's you know, we've been playing well under them. The the championship season was, was incredible, you know, I thought we were absolutely brilliant and, and you know, to bounce back that first time after the heart and heartache almost of uh, being relegated from the SPL, you know, there's no many clubs you know, like Hearts, Hibs, you know, there's lots of clubs went down there and nobody able to bounce back right away, Dundee United. Um so for us to do that, it was that was that was a really brilliant season. Yeah, I think again, credit to to Stuart Kerbal and Stephen Ferguson because obviously they're they're making it work, as you said, and you know, for two guys in their first kind of managerial post, I know that kind of Fergie's been caretaker a few times, but their first managerial post, you know, it's not an easy task getting out of that championship, as you mentioned. I think Dundee United are on their well, they're now up, if you like, if the if the vote goes their way, etc. You know, they've been down there four seasons. It's not easy. But, again, you know, Stuart, Stephen and the rest of you guys over there made it look relatively easy last season. Um, hi, I think, you know, it's such a hard league to get out of. You know, I think, you know, even that season we won the championship, you know, there's hard, hard places to go to. You know, I, I can remember one game we went away to Queen of the South and I think we got beat 4-5-0. So it just shows you how hard that that league is. Um, there's a lot of tough venues to go, and and obviously good teams. Um, but uh, the season, the season that we ended up having, and you know there was a few down results that we weren't happy with. But the season as a whole was it was just magic. Just looking back at your your honours, Michael, and your time at Ross County, three Challenge Cups, two First Divisions, a Second Division, and a League Cup as well. Quite a quite a medal haul. You've got for uh, for yourself, but also Ross County as well. I mean, you must be one of Ross County's most successful players. Aye, it's it's obviously nice. I think um, it's just that old one again, like I mentioned earlier. I think um, when you're retired and you could maybe put your feet up before you go and you go and be a taxi driver or something. <laughs> that's when you'll um, 
you know that's when you'll appreciate the times and you know the medals and, and the honours and then and even the personal accolades like the goals and the appearances and stuff I think um, once I'm finished I've still got a good couple of years in me right enough but I think once I'm finished that'll be that's kind of nice to look back on all the kind of things like that I mean, it's a, probably a cliched question um, but when, not often we get a record appearance holder and goal scorer on, on the podcast do you have a favourite goal that stands out amongst your, your 71 so far? Um, I think obviously the, the cup final goals probably um, the one that means, means most to me actually probably yeah. I think um, but, um, but to be fair my, my favourite goal was this, my very first season when we got relegated when I was alone from Celtic and it was in the last game when we actually got relegated against Gretna um, I had a lovely left foot strike that went right in the top bin that was that was kind of my favourite ever goal, um, but it counted for nothing obviously that season. So oh, it, was a, it was quite a crazy afternoon as well. A favourite uh, match, something that stands out. A favourite match that stands out for you. Favourite match, obviously, it's, you know you've got the cup final and stuff like that, and and even the game that we won the the league in the championship season. But favourite match just for everything as a whole was last season, and it was the Dundee United game where we were getting beat one 0 the full game and, and Jamie Lindsay scored the equaliser in the ninetieth minute or whatever it was. I just I just loved that game just because there was a lot of noise coming from outside and stuff and you know and to score that goal which I basically kinda promoted with um not mathematically but you know we knew if we could Dundee United didn't win that night then we were looking good and you know just the scenes when that goal went in and, and to see the joy of, of everybody like in the stadium uh, and the play and the players and, and in the management, I think that, that game's always gonna stand out to me. It's funny you mention that. I I was there that night and that was some I mean, that was some night. That was an incredible uh, goal yeah. late on. And it's funny you mentioned faces because, um, well, the, you know, obviously everyone connected with Ross County, but I was right behind there. We dug it. You should have seen Robbie Nielsen's face. <laughs> I can imagine. I. <laughs> that was that wasn't pretty. Uh, that wasn't pretty at all. When you when you obviously when you look back, you've mentioned so many um, fantastic players. Um, it's probably unfair to ask you this, but do you have anyone that you've really enjoyed playing alongside in your in your ten plus years at Ross County? One, mate. There's probably too too many to mention. There's been there's been some fantastic players at Ross County over the years yep. um, that have all like gave me something a bit different. You know, whether it's a winger or a centre mid, um, getting me on the ball or whatever. You know, um, and then obviously you've got good big centre halves and stuff. So I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to mention anybody because I can't be bored with a stick from the other <laughs> players I've not mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> if you mention one, you'll be uh, inundated with uh, requests. But no, listen, I think it's I think it's testament to uh, your answer is probably testament to the players you worked with because, like you say, there've been so many so many talented players over the years, so many um, wonderful players over the over the years at Ross County. But again, testament to. To the players you've worked alongside, because there's been so many. Aye, there has. There's been, uh, there's been lots of great players I've played with. And, you know, like I've scored seventy-one goals, which means people have assisted me, if you like, seventy-one times. You know, <laughs> things like that just sticks to me. It's you know, you've got a team, you've got a starting eleven, and you've got your your bench. You know, they're all your teammates, and you know, I wouldn't have been able to play all the games or score the goals without all the lads that I've played with over over that twelve years. 
When you look back, obviously, well, I was going to say when you look back, you're still obviously at Ross County, but how do you sum up your your Highland career, if you like, your time with Ross County? Enjoyable uh, time in the Highlands for yourself? Aye, very enjoyable. I think um, probably you could see that by the time, amount of times I've came back and stuff, you know, yeah. but definitely very, very enjoyable. And, um, you know, it gives me a bit of, obviously, a bit of pride just to have the, the records and stuff. And I've been here for so long and, you know, it's just, it is a great place to play, obviously. This season was was going fine for the um, You know the players, the management, the, even like the chairman. You know everybody's brilliant, and then even the people that work in the club. You know the laundry people, um, all all that sort of stuff. It's it's just a really good, really good close knit club to to be at, and and I learn and play football. Yeah, I've always got that impression about Ross County over the years. Everyone. It's funny, not many people have a bad word to say about Ross County, which again is, is testament to the the setup that Roy and and everyone over there has. Michael, um, appreciate your time. I uh, appreciate you sparing an hour from uh, your your lockdown life uh, to, to chat about your time at Ross County. Obviously, your time uh, is still, you know, you're still obviously playing for the club and, and hope there's many more appearances and goals and records to, to break along the way. Uh, it's been great looking over, well, what a fantastic... Uh, Fantastic 12 plus years at Ross County uh, Incredible uh, Michael, thanks for your time And uh, and stay safe Brilliant, mate. Thank you very much Thank you for listening to Highland Football Weekly Before you go, one small favour If you wouldn't mind telling a friend about this podcast A friend who would like football And of course football in the Highlands If you're on social media Please like and share And if you're on iTunes Please leave a comment as well Just realise that's more than one small favour But you get the gist See you next week